This week, out of this world, material is recreated, winning eco-innovations, Oxford Dictionary's Word of the Year, ripping news about Taylor Swift, and an epic gingerbread house. Over here! Hey, 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 listen up! Yeah. <coughs> yeah. New, 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 newsy! Newsy Palooza! Hello, this is Newsy Palooza. I'm Lila. And I'm Lindy. A.K.A. my mom. And what a week of wacky news we have for you. First, have you heard how scientists have recreated an out-of-this-world substance made from an alien meteor that could help save the planet? Speaking of the environment, we'll tell you about the super cool five prizes given to eco-warrior inventors. Have you heard of what Oxford Dictionary's word of the year is? Or has your lazy goblin mode stopped you from finding out? In Australia, a new and odd album might hop past Taylor Swift in the charts. And find out what some school kids in America do to get out of taking a test and writing a report. Ooh, we are packed with wacky news. So buckle up and let's begin with... The, the Big, big news, news Story of the Week. So 10 points if you know what tetratainite is. Uh, no idea. <laughs> well, you're not alone, because it's a material that doesn't exist. Well, at least not here on Earth. Nina, Nina, Nina. Yes, tetratate. Thank you. Yes, tetratainite, a primarily iron and nickel compound, is from out of this world. Then... In other words, it's only found on Earth when alien meteors crash here and leave it behind. Ah, uh, meteor magic. You got it. Magic material that holds the potential to revolutionize green energy. Say what? <laughs> well, let me back up a minute. A vital component of building renewable energy, you know, a cleaner way of getting the lights on in your house and fuel for our travel, is permanent magnets. Magnets? Like the things stuck to fridges to keep photos and recipes there? <laughs> yep, that's the one. What on earth, or should I say space, do they have to do with cars and lights? Well, magnets and magnetic materials have an ability to generate electricity in a cleaner way than fossil fuels. The most powerful are rare earth magnets. But, um, well... They're rare. Exactly. And not just that, but extracting them generates a gigantic amount of toxic waste. And most of it's in China, which makes a lot of green energy dependent on China. Oh. But if you can make an alternative material in a lab... Oh! <laughs> oh, indeed. So two teams of researchers from the University of Cambridge in the UK and North Northeastern University in Boston have done just that, made tetratonite in a lab. And how is that possible? Well, actually, it was done ages ago, but not on a large scale. Whereas this team found that adding another chemical element called phosphorus to the mix did the trick. Hmm, huh, this kind of sounds like a sci-fi movie. Alien meteor that saved Earth. Working title. Yes, but the researchers say they have to run more tests, like for the next five or so years, to see if the lab-made stuff is as strong as the... Out of this world, touch it tonight. Exactly. And now, staying with saving the Earth... It's time for... Technology News. Technology News. Tech news. 
Once again, this is where tech meets the environment. We're talking tech smarts used to help save our planet. Following in the green footsteps of his environmentalist father, otherwise known as the King of England, Prince William created the Earthshot Prize, designed to find and fund solutions that will repair our planet, like now, this decade. As in ASAP. There's everything from a startup that provides clean burning stoves to women in Kenya to reduce unhealthy indoor pollution, plus an Australian program that combines sixty thousand years of indigenous knowledge with, get this, digital technologies to protect land and sea. Impressive, seriously. And joining us to tell us a little more about the five winners this year is Zachary Fox Duval, an eleven-year-old with his own podcast about the environment called "We the Children." Take it away, Zach. Well, I think the top five winners are incredibly diverse, but I've had to say my favorite is the winner of the Build a Waste-Free World, a UK company called Notpla. We've all heard how plastic is such a big problem in our world. Well, Notpla has a plan. They are making an, alter- an alternative to plastic made from seaweed and plants that disappear naturally. They make biodegradable food containers, paper, and edible bubble designs to replace single-use plastic bottles. So cool! It is. We did a similar story in episode ninety-five about an Indian company that makes a machine to make it easier to harvest seaweed. So, Zach, I believe you have another favorite winner—a company called Forty-Four Point Oh One, which you think will also have a big impact. What do they do? This company removes CO two permanently by mineralizing it into a rock called peridotite. The process is natural, but it takes nature a very long time. This company accelerates this process by pumping carbonated water into the seams of the rock. The process of mineralization removes CO two forever. Which is incredible, as removing CO two is so important in order to limit global warming. Oh, I like that one too. And lastly, Zach, tell us about the idea that can be rolled out super quickly, right here in India. In fact, Kathy, who've created a greenhouse in the box, helping farmers who have very little land that's often at the mercy of droughts. Plants in these greenhouses require ninety eight percent less water than those outside. That's incredible. It offers shelter from unpredictable elements and destructive pests. Plus, the yields are seven times higher, more than doubling farmers' incomes. Wowzers! Thanks a lot, Zach. Be sure to check out his podcast, We the Children. And as if that's not enough news for you guys this week, the Oxford Dictionary has announced its first word of the year, as voted by the public. The winning word is. Goblin mode. What? Yes, it's a slang term describing, and I quote, unapologetically self-indulgent, lazy, slovenly, or greedy behavior. In fact, I'd say sometimes a parent might use it on a child. Oh yes, I can see that. But really, goblin mode—that's the word of the year. Usually, it's what you say about yourself. You know, like tonight I'm in total goblin mode. Huh? I reckon it's probably another pandemic effect. You know, when we all embraced goblin-like behavior. 
By the way, here's a fab fact for you. Did you know that work began on the dictionary in 1857, but it was only published almost 30 years later in 1884, and that too only in installments, a few letters at a time? Huh, sounds like they were really lazy if it took them 30 years to do the dictionary. Sounds like they were in goblin mode. (laughs) No way, they were just so many words to include. What's that? I'll tell you what. That's the halftime bell, which means it's time to hear what's making news around the rest of the world. Hold on tight. It's around, around the, the world, world in 80, 80 seconds. seconds. Hold After days of unusual protests against strict COVID restrictions, China says people with asymptomatic or mild COVID will now be able to quarantine at home rather than in state facilities. This marks a major easing of its zero COVID policy. In India, a thousand crocodiles are on the move. Why? Well, there were too many of them at a breeding center, leading to some nasty croc fights. So they're shifting to a zoo located nearly 1,200 miles away. Ever wondered why you have to stick your phone in airplane mode when flying? Well, soon you won't have to anymore in Europe. Authorities say the change will take effect by July, though the specifics on how are unclear. It's official. Baguettes, those long loaves of French bread, have made the United Nations Intangible Cultural Heritage List, which recognizes items that are extremely important to a country's history and culture. Hear the whole story in episode 42 when we covered this nomination. Now it's the ace part of our podcast. Stands for Art, Culture, and Entertainment. Darling. Darling. More Taylor Swift news, folks, but this one is especially, um, ribbiting. Ribbit. Yes, you heard her right. In Australia, the massive pop star is about to be up against a particularly powerful opponent. No, not another celebrity. Not Katy Perry, Kanye West, or even BTS. But hoping to knock the singer from the number one spot on the Australian pop charts is none other than the likes of... You see, scientists want to raise awareness of the declining frog population in Australia which has seen a steep fall since the 1980s by releasing an album of frog sounds. We're bad. The 50-minute-long album, called The Songs of Disappearance, is made up of frog calls collected from over 17,000 submissions by researchers and citizen scientists. And this album isn't as crazy as it sounds. Last year, an album of endangered birds was hugely popular going to number two in the charts. Well, they're hoping this album will leapfrog ahead of Taylor to the number one spot. Well, I'm sorry. I know it's a good cause, but I love Taylor Swift. So I hope, or should I say, I hope not. And finally, let's see what the Lucky Dip Machine has in store for us this week. Stick 
right up, step right up, step right up. Right up. I'm going to the lucky dip machine. The lucky dip machine. What's it going What's to be today? What's it going to be today, eh? An oddball, no doubt. An oddball, no doubt. Some kids will do anything to get out of doing homework. Well, you know, sometimes. Well, cue the music, Mama. We have a modern-day Christmas tale to tell. So we all love this time of year when holiday lights are up, in the West anyway, and kitchens are full of... Mmm, good smells, like vanilla, ginger, cinnamon... Cookies. I mean, if you're not making cookies at this time of year, what's the point? Agree. And what's the most epic Christmas time cookie? Ginger snaps. Nice, but I said epic. Oh, I know. A gingerbread house. Indeed. Which, by the way, became popularized thanks to the famous fantastical children's story Hansel and Gretel, written over 200 years ago in 1812. But did you know it was the 19th century German immigrants who brought the tradition to the U.S.? Interesting. Well, when three high school students in the state of Utah were given a choice between taking a test or writing a three-page essay or building a gingerbread house, what do you think they opted for? Uh, the essay? Wrong. You know they ran to the grocery store and bought not one or two packs of graham crackers and tubs of frosting, but dozens and dozens. Because their gingerbread house ended up over three feet tall and nearly six feet long. Well, I guess you can't call them slackers or in goblin mode. (laughs) (laughs) No way. It took them nine days to make. And did they put anything inside their massive gingerbread house? Just 30. And it's time to wrap up the podcast with the the top top five facts heard today. today. Fab fact number one. Scientists make material that is out of this world called tetrotainite, which is primarily made up of what two compounds? Iron and nickel. Fab fact number two. This material could help the renewable energy sector by providing an alternative to what material the sector relies on? Rare earth magnets. Fab fact number three. Oxford English Dictionary announced its word of the year, goblin mode. When was the Oxford Dictionary first published? 1884, and then only in installments. Fab fact number four. Conservationists in Australia are going to release an album of frog sounds to raise awareness of the declining frog population in Australia, which has seen a steep fall since when? The 1980s. Fab fact number five. Some high school boys from the U.S. state of Utah created a massive gingerbread house instead of writing a paper or taking a test. But what immigrant population first made gingerbread houses popular in the U.S. and when? 
the 19th century German immigrants. don't forget, if you want to test yourself later on, then go to the Lucky Dip page of our website, newsypooloozy.com. That's pooloozy as in a pool. P-O-O-L-O-O-Z-I. And take this quiz online in your own time. And that almost brings us to the end of this episode of Newsy Paloozy. But first... Shout out to Camille Plays 27 who sent us a lovely email saying... I'm new to your podcast, and I only watched episode one, and I love it so much. Why, thank you, Camille. But do you think she really means she watched? We do have a YouTube channel where we jazz up our podcast with some pictures and clip art. And a quick on-screen hello from us. Yep. Or does she mean she listened to the podcast? Good question. We want to know. Write in again and tell us, Camille Plays 27. Either way... Thank you, thank you, thank you. You can send us a note, too, or leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform, and we'll read it out for you, too. And don't forget to check out our website. That's newsypooloozy.com, P-O-O-L-O-O-Z-I.com. Alrighty then, see you next week in the happy, splashy, giant, Newsy Paloozy. Oh,